Hello, and welcome to our first episode of MGC Sermon Podcast. Uh, today, our guest is Pastor Jackie, and he is going to be speaking to us about idolatry. So, um, thanks for tuning in and enjoy. So, Saul instantly makes his own desires his idol. And even though he uses it to worship God, to, to, to do the sacrifice, it's the exact wrong thing to do. So it's the same thing with, with us. We can make the same mistakes, um, that we can be elevate ourselves even, even to do good things, but God hasn't called us to do that. Pastor Jackie, thank you for making the time to be here with us. I would like to begin our time together by asking you, what is idolatry? And what is an idol? You know, um, from a biblical perspective, uh, an idol is more than is more than just a physical thing that we put in a place to represent God. It's also an ideologies that we put in a place to represent that that we place in superior uh, places to God. Um, so an idol could be something physical, but more than often in our culture today, it is something non-physical. So it's the worship of it's the it's the elevation of anything, whether physical or even mental higher than God. So we put, so for instance, um, we put in the place of God, our creator, our, our defining, our the definition of who we are. We put in the place of God, say um, something else that makes us feel good. Something else that make gives us uh, meaning or definition uh, or self-worth. So that's, that's what an idol is. And like I said, it can come in any form. And why is that dangerous? It's, I, I would say it's more than just dangerous, it's deadly. Because we were created to get our meaning and purpose from a relationship with God. We were created to look him in the eye and to have that, that our, 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 our worth, our, our, our purpose to be garnered from our relationship with him. And so at the fall, we lost that ability. We started to look in our own eyes and find that we were the generators of our own self-worth and our own purpose. And we, we got away from God. Mm. And so it is within our own DNA and our nature now that that is, that, that's why it's deadly. That's why sin, that's why dying, you shall surely die. That's when we, when we eat the fruit of our own self-worth, it is death. In the Old Testament, when the word idol is used, it often references something that is physical, something that is tangible and real. So how would we know when we are making an idea or an ideology an idol. So one of, one of, just off of the top of my head, one of a biblical example is Saul. What do we see in Saul's life that he begins to elevate himself above God? It's the moment he decides that he's going to go and perform the acts of, of, a, um, of a priest that he hasn't been called to do. He's been called to be priest. He's supposed to wait for the priest, but instead he says, 
I'm going to go ahead and take this into my own hands because I need to get this done. And so he elevates himself to a level because not because he thinks more of himself, I don't think. I think because he's just impatient with God. And if God's not going to do it the way I want to do it, I have a plan. And if God's not going to do it the way I do it, I'm going to go ahead and get it done. And what he does then is that he supplants God's authority in his life. He supplants God's authority. And so God gives us the freedom to live within that space of whether or not we're going to wait for him and listen to him or whether or not we're going to go before him. So Saul instantly makes his own desires his idol. And even though he uses it to worship God, to, to, to do the sacrifice, it's the exact wrong thing to do. So it's the same thing with, with us. We can make the same mistakes um, that we can be elevate ourselves even, even to do good things, but God hasn't called us to do that. Mm-hmm. And so we supplant God's authority in our life when we move ahead of him. And so that's how we, we have to kind of be careful with those things, um, with, with that kind of thinking that I'm going to help God out. Um, and, and so that is, once again, takes us back to the tree. God's hiding something from us. God's not allowing me to be fully what I'm capable of being. That's what the fruit, the, the, the fruit, the knowledge of good and evil, the, the, the argument is God is not allowing you to f- truly, fully be what you were created to be. He's holding you back. So when we go before God, when we move ahead of God, and we, even in his name, um, go before him, we have placed ourselves as idols. We have, we've placed our own ideology, our own purpose as an idol. Today we are talking with Pastor Jackie uh, about idolatry. And as we were having our conversation, I thought about a quote by Charles Spurgeon, where he says, if you love anything better than God, you are idolaters. If there is anything you would not give up for God, it is your idol. If there is anything that you seek with greater fervor than you seek the glory of God, then it is your idol. And conversion means a turning from every idol. This is a challenging conversation that we're having with Pastor Jackie for us to look inwardly and search what is it in our lives, whether it's a thing or an idea that we have turned into an idol that we have put in the place of God. Pastor Jackie, I have a question for you from Colossians chapter 3, verses uh, 4 and 5, which says, When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanliness, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. And my question for you is, Paul doesn't make any mention of ideas, which um, is what we have been talking about. 
So how do you reconcile making ideas idols and what Paul says in this text? I want to actually go to verse four, which I think sets up the whole thought. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory, mm. is what it says at, in verse 4. If our purpose is to be with Jesus, is to be one with Jesus, then allowing him to work in our hearts so that these things, that we, these things are put to death, as he says. And this death is not to be resurrected. This is, de- this is dead, dead. This is non-living after, after this is dead. If these things are to be put to death um, within us, fornication, uncleanness, passion, um, and, that's, and that's not it's passion being, um, uh, being passionate. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a moral passion, evil desires and covetousness, which is idolatry. So what he's talking about here to me is how we think it's not just it's not just how we live on the outside it's what we're doing on the inside because a lot of these things happen within us i think about that person's house and i'm like boy what i wouldn't do to have that person's life that's you know isn't that covetousness so you look at it and you say what i wouldn't do to have that person's life what i wouldn't do to have that person's blank and you and you want it in a, in a in an evil way and you think about having it in an in a, in a evil way. Um, because of these things, he says, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience. Because we won't let Jesus put to death these things within us. The natural result of our heart leaning, then, is our own death, permanent death. And, and the wrath here is not, is not, it's judgment. That's what's going to happen if we don't allow Jesus to work within us. What advice or challenge would you give to people who are struggling with idolatry? I think there's a reason why the Ten Commandments start off the way they do. Um, you shall have no other God before me. That it includes even me. I can't be my own God. My thoughts, my wants, my needs, I, I gotta put everything into God's hands. And I've gotta, and, and as you've said, Pastor, I've gotta wrestle with those things. Um, when I see it, I have to let, I have to ask God to correct me. Even when I don't see it, I have to ask God to correct me. It's, it's our natural inclination to, to, um, not have God at the center of our lives. It's, it, it is our wrestling every day. That's why we have to wrestle with it every day to have God at the center. Anything else is going to be, um, is, 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 is idolatry. And ultimately, it will lead to our spiritual death. You know, Pastor, this morning as I was on my way to the church, as I was going on 500 right before the train track, I saw on the side of the road a flag that had a very obnoxious uh, political slogan on it. And I stared at it and I 
drove past it and I my neck turned and even after I passed it, I was still turning and twisting my neck trying to look at the flag and then I looked into my mirror trying to see the flag in my mirror. And then uh, when it was finally out of sight, I looked back to the road and I had gotten way too close to the car in front of me and I pumped the brakes. And right now I have a state farm uh, tracker in my car that is judging my driving. And at that moment I was like, darn, um, now I'm going to lose points because I hit the brakes too hard. And at that moment, uh, I realized that my, my eyes had gotten off of the road, off a distraction on the side of the road. And what came to my mind was one of Ellen White's visions where she sees the people of God on their way to heaven. And there are people falling to the right and people falling to the left. Uh, but there are those who remain steady on the road, despite the fact that it becomes more dangerous and more narrow. And what sets apart those who fall off and those who stay on is that they kept their eyes on Jesus. And as I meditate on what you're saying, it seems to me that idolatry is a distraction that removes our focus away from Jesus, away from God towards something else. Or the danger that we put ourselves in. In my case. Or, yeah. <laughs> but in all of our cases, yeah. the danger that we this is the other the other case of idolatry that it, it is a it is a misfocus. Yeah. It causes us to focus where we should not focus. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I think the Bible is, uh, you know, the, the, the famous stories about the the um, uh, the golden calf um, or in the case, Asher. That's a good point. That's, that's, that's a good point. He's looking. He's looking for uh, for his own needs to be met right now. Um, but the case of the golden calf, regardless of whether or not there had been a physical representation there, the the physical representation was only a reflection of what their hearts really wanted. Yeah. They didn't need a calf to worship Baal or whoever they were going to whatever whatever Egyptian god they were going to worship. They didn't need that because their hearts were already they were already saying in their hearts, "We want to go back to Egypt." Mm-hmm. So the, the calf was actually just a physical representation of where their heart direction was. Wow. And so when we look at idolatry, it is truly a reflection of where our heart, that's why, that's why when we don't have Jesus at the center, when we're not wrestling with that focus, our heart's natural, like, like your example is, is to be distracted by off on the road. Yeah. Go back to verse 6 here in Colossians chapter 3. Because of these things... The judgment, the wrath of God is coming upon us. Because, because we're distracted, because we are broken, because we don't seek God with our whole heart, we don't hand over the things of our heart to him. Because of these things, we will be judged. Pastor Jackie and Asher, thank you for having this conversation with us. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Pastor Alex. Thank you, Asher. 
after my conversation with Pastor Jackie, I thought about something I read a few years ago about insects, about how at night they follow the light of the moon. But whenever an artificial light is lit somewhere nearby, they will switch directions and begin to follow the artificial light. Some will go to their doom by flying straight to an electrocution lamp. Some will fly straight into a fire and others into oncoming traffic. And I always thought that this was a uh, suitable illustration for what it is like for Christians to get distracted, that we follow the light that is Christ, but then all of a sudden something takes our attention, like that flag did on the side of the road for me, or maybe some big thing on the media or on the internet. It takes our attention off of Christ, and as we follow that, eventually it leads us to our doom. And I think the challenge of our conversation today with Pastor Jackie is for us to not be distracted by idolatry, to keep our eyes on Jesus. Well, my friends, until our next episode, we will see you soon. May the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus be with you all.